Welcome everybody to the Moose Room. OG3 is here today and I'm really excited about our guest. We are joined today by my intern, Meredith Taylor. Welcome, Meredith. Hi, thanks for having me. We are really excited to have you. When Meredith first started with me at the beginning of June, I told her, you're going to be on the Moose Room. You're going to be on the podcast. And hopefully we have her back at least one or two more times this summer before she's done with us here. We're going to learn a little more about Meredith shortly, but we need to get our important guest business out of the way, which is the two super secret questions. So there are no wrong answers. Joe and Brad may try to tell you otherwise. They're lying. Don't listen to them. You guys don't corrupt my intern. So your first question, Meredith, what is your favorite breed of beef cattle? Um, I would have to say Red Angus. Oh, Red Angus. Nice. <laughs> Angus is a regular uh, choice, but we don't have too many Red Angus. Joe, why don't you remind us what we're at for that? Yeah, that's, uh, that's another vote for Red Angus, which puts them at three now. So running down the totals, we have Black Angus at 14, Herefords at eight, Black Baldy at four, Scottish Highlander at four, Red Angus at three, Belted Galloway at two, and then all with one. Stabilizer, Gelvi, Brahmin, Keenina, Charlay, Simita, Nalori, Jersey, Normandy, Shorthorn, Belgian Blue, Brangus, and Piedmontese. Quite the uh, menagerie there. The second super secret question for you, Meredith. What is your favorite breed of dairy cattle? Um, Holsteins? Ah! Wrong, wrong answer. You just hold on, Bradley. We'll get to you in a second here. <laughs> Joe, first let's get the totals. I feel like Holsteins have just been last into the top here it's, lately it's brutal and it's not it's not good Holstein's do you, do you at demand a recount i i'm not gonna go that far but <laughs> i'm not happy holstein's at 20 jerseys at 13 brown swiss at six montbelliard at three dutch belted at three normandy at two milking shorthorn at one ayrshire one and one guernsey named taffy meredith before we get into talking to you very briefly, want to uh, talk to Mr. Bradley J. Hines here really quick. He sent a really peculiar picture to myself and Joe earlier today. As we know, Brad is very convinced that there's only one right answer for dairy breeds, and that is Jersey. And Brad has some jerseys at home. Uh, but Brad, it looks like you have something else there now, too. What's that? Unfortunately, there are two black and whites in the pasture with four other jerseys. It was a beautiful picture this morning. I was like, oh, my goodness, Bradley. I got weak in a moment and got a couple Holstein fall calves. And there they are. So we will. Yeah, I guess we'll we're breaking them to lead and they'll be at the county fair and fun stuff. Bradley J. Hines, Holstein guy. I'm tempted go. to put that picture on our Twitter account just to just you to should. show it off <laughs> to everyone. Love that. Uh, enough of, of lambasting Bradley here. Let's get to the matter at hand. So again, Meredith Taylor is with us today. She is my intern this summer. We've been working together for a little over a month, and it has just been such a pleasure. Um, and I'm just excited to have her on. So Meredith, just to get started, tell us a little bit about your background. So where you grew up, some of your previous experiences with agriculture. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so I grew up in Randolph, Minnesota. That's in Dakota County. Um, I grew up on a fourth generation farm. We raised turkeys. So we raised 16,000 turkeys. We have two barns, 8,000 in each. Our birds are free range and antibiotic free. And we raise them for a local market in Cannon Falls, Minnesota. Um, and then we also farm corn, soybeans, and peas. Um, I've been in FFA, competed in a couple CDE events, and then I've also been in 4-H. I show pigs during the summer. So that's just like a little bit about my background. So Meredith uh, does not come from a cattle background, but I have been doing my darndest to expose her a little bit more to dairy and beef production. You know, it's it's just been a lot of fun. And Meredith, really, I would say she is my intern because there's one particular thing about Meredith that really caught my eye when she applied. And that was she has a really, really big interest and passion for mental health in agriculture, which, of course, everybody knows is really big interest and passion of mine. So, Meredith, do you maybe just want to talk about that a little bit more? You know why that's important to you, what you maybe hope to do around that topic um, as you continue through school and eventually a career? Yeah, so I would say like during like my high school years, I started seeing this need of the mental health world. And I had some people around me who were really struggling with their mental health. And I come from a very small rural community. And a lot a lot of times those people were always taught to max mask their emotions, to not tell people how they were feeling. And anytime I tried to talk about it, they're like, well, I'm a guy and I just need to get over it. You know, like, why, why should I be sad? And then also I have a dad who works a lot of hours and you see how stressful that becomes when he's working 24 seven. And, you know, I started to see the stresses of rural life on farmers and people who live in the rural community. And so from there, I was like, what resources do we have for these for these farmers, for these people who live in ag communities, right? And then I was like, well, if I were to go see a therapist and sit down with a therapist, would they know what I'm talking about if I wanted to talk to them about what was going on in my life? And more oftentimes than not, they'd be like, well, what is that? Explain to me what that is. And sometimes like you just want to talk to somebody about what's going on and you don't want to have to give them like, this is what we do. This is how we farm. This is... So when I, when it came time to apply to colleges, I started to think about how can I bring myself into this world with rural mental health? How can I help these people start talking about their emotions? So I spent my first year of college at Augsburg where I studied psychology. And then I took a couple of psychology classes through our PSEO program at Randolph. And I started to love it. I love learning about psychology and about, you know, how the mind works and everything. And then I realized it would be kind of cool to be a counselor for the ag community and people for farmers and their families. Right. Um, so now I'm going into my sophomore year at the U of M. So I'm studying ag communications and marketing, and then hopefully a double major with psychology. So I would love to continue my schooling after my four years at the U of M and become a counselor for ag industry and help people with their mental health. It was just like a match made in heaven. I was just so excited. <laughs> yeah, Emily's been talking to you up quite a bit and now I totally get it. I think it's just so exciting that people like you, Meredith, young people, I, I can call you young now, um, 
<laughs> young people uh, that have an interest in in going into the mental health field. I think, you know, we all know that it's not always easy. It's challenging work and, and, you know, helping others has a lot of challenges and can be stressful, but, you know, I just think it's so important that we find those people like you, Meredith, that, that want to do this and, and how do we set you up for success? That's a lot of my goal. Whenever I have an intern is, is I want to set them up for, you know, the future that they want and the things that they want to do while also hopefully introducing them to, to some other things as well. So of course, mental health is a huge, huge thing for me, something I love to work in, but I also, you know, work in just general farm safety. I, I feel like Meredith has really had a lot of baptism by fire on farm safety, specifically our youth tractor safety program. She has just dived right in with that. I'm curious, Meredith, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, you and I, what has been your experience with farm safety? And, you know, I know the mental health piece was something that really excited you about this position, but how, how has the safety stuff been going? You know, what, what is that like? I'm always interested in, in somebody else's opinion. So for me, I love like 4-H also to me was about youth. So I love working with youth and I love working with younger, younger people, especially as I've learned through FFA and 4-H, you know, you get to meet people from all types of backgrounds and everything. Um, and I think that's important. So I think, you know, one thing I love about tra doing tractor safety is getting to meet these kids, their backgrounds. And, you know, a lot of them don't have to come from farms with a lot of experience, like that is awesome that we get to offer these kids this, this opportunity if they don't have the experience. But yeah, I mean, I love, I mean, getting to see, getting to see all the modules taught, you know, I got to teach a module. So um, that was really cool for me. Um, but like on my, on my farm, I would say, you know, like my dad and my grandpa, my grandpa's been in like a farm accident and we've, you know, he's had to get driven to the hospital before. So I have like some background in some tractor safety events. Um, but I think, you know, what we're doing with these kids is really important in showing them, you know, what can happen on the farm. So I think a lot of people have this misconception that just because you have turkeys or poultry, some kind of small animal, that there's just not as much danger on the farm. And maybe that's true when it comes to like actually handling animals. But I mean, there's always other stuff going on. And I feel like safety still has to be a big piece of how you grow up, even on a, on a poultry farm or a turkey farm like that. Is that, is that true? Did you guys have a lot of talks with your, your parents and your grandparents about, about safety on the farm? I would say that right now, especially a big thing about safety on our farms is biosecurity right now. You know, we've always had the conversations about how can we keep our birds safe? How can we um, implement the best biosecurity measures? And then also, you know, PPE is a, big part of the poultry production because you're in the barns and, you know, you have to be wearing a mask, you have to be wearing gloves. If we're tilling inside the barn, you know, you have to be careful with that too, because you're walking in front of a tractor. Um, so, I mean, I think the big thing for us is biosecurity. How can we keep those animals safe? But also, how can we keep ourselves safe? Well, that was an answer designed in a lab for Joe. You know, Joe is a veterinarian, so he is all about the biosecurity. So I could, I could just see his little smile on his face. Like, yay, she likes biosecurity. <laughs> Meredith, I'm sure people are curious. And I get asked this a lot too. When I mentioned I have an intern, what does your intern do? 
What sort of things do they work on? Tell us a little bit about the various tasks and projects um, that you have been working on this summer. And I want to preface this by saying, I tell all my interns that in my mind, they are not just my intern. You know, they are another member of my team. So I try really hard not to give Meredith like just the stuff I don't want to do. Uh, like she gets to do some fun stuff. I Fun to me, I guess. But yeah, Meredith, why don't you just walk us through some of the things you've been working on? Maybe some of the things you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, um, I'll just start off by, so I went, I recently just attended a conference for young leaders in agriculture. Um, so I was there as an extension intern. So that was great. You know, I got to net, network with people within the ag industry and I got to meet people around my age who were working in the industry. We got to listen to speakers about how to be better leaders. How can we improve our skills? Also with tractor safety, I got to teach a module on healthy habits to these kids last week. Next week, I'll be teaching a different module. I worked with Emily on some grain curriculum. And then I also wrote an article for the farm safety page on washing equipment and the importance of washing equipment. And then I've also been creating a few infographics. Those the quick rundown. Joe is smiling again. Washing equipment. Another yes. thing he is passionate washing about. Washing equipment. I love clean equipment. We've talked about trailers on this podcast with Bradley and his passion for making people load out on the road if they have a dirty trailer. Washing equipment, not super fun, very important. Where where does it rank on your list, Meredith, of of jobs on the farm? Is it is is it something you like to do? Do you like to get dressed up full waterproof gear and power wash the spreader? Or is that kind of low on the list? I wouldn't say it's the most fun and exciting task, but it's definitely an important task to do. Um, but yeah, not my favorite, but I'll do it. <laughs> Very diplomatic answer. I love that. It's not the best, but we have to do it. It's important. <laughs> Your interns have it really easy. What does that mean? Mine are out weeding agronomy plots today, and they're just hating life. I was out helping them this morning. I was helping them, so I, you know, I, I was uh, making sure that I just don't dictate and not to help and do things like that as well. But you know, maybe. There's a lot of people that have done uh, internships. You know, here's a shout out to Lost Lake Farmer. Kevin, he's listening. He and his wife did internships here at Morris. Maybe he can uh, tell us all the fun stuff that he did one day. That would be great. Shout out I, Kevin and Renee. We love them here on the Moose Room. I digress. Here's mm. a question. So Meredith, here's the, the, million, the million dollar question. What are you going to do when you graduate from college? What's your plans? What would you like to do? I would like to go back to school. So grad school, probably if I want to become, you know, a counselor or um, a therapist of some sort, you know, that requires a little more schooling. So I would hopefully go back to school. That's good. We got more degrees than, than what we probably we need. You have a lot of degrees. I mean, but I just feel like Bradley, I feel like you were in school, like post-secondary college for like 15 years. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> Brad was in grad school for such a long time. I, and I feel like maybe it's because I've known him for so long. Because I think when we first met, you were still a grad student. Well, but, that, um... that, that's a subject for another podcast. <laughs> Brad's many years of education. Exactly. But yeah, no, that's great. You know, Joe has an advanced degree. I have an advanced degree. So we're we're all about. Not, not that everybody needs one. That's no, 
right. this depends on the field that you're in and and what uh, maybe goals or aspirations you have. The question that we like to ask to a lot of our our younger guests, as we'll, we'll say, where do you see the future of agriculture going? I think this is Brad's favorite question to ask, but we'd like to get this this perspective from from you and the next generation and, and to hear what your thoughts are on it and where where is egg going and what do you see as the biggest challenge that we are going to have to overcome in the coming years? Well, I would say, I mean, obviously one of my passions is with mental health. So I'm going to say that that is one of the biggest things that we have to help people with and, you know, provide the resources with. Um, but I would say also right now what we're doing for the egg industry, we are always trying to improve it and think about what are the next steps that we can do, um, especially with like the research projects and creating new cur curriculum and everything. Um, also, you know, teaching the youth, teaching the younger kids about how can we like, how can we just teach them about agriculture in, in general? in starting them young, even about mental health, how can we show you how to express your emotions and process these thoughts? But I think, you know, what we're doing now is important with research projects and counseling from everybody. And that answer your question. Yeah, I think that that's a good answer. And I think what we're, what we're seeing is that mental health is something that affects everybody. So when you talk about it, you can, it, it does bridge a gap between the city and rural America. And Challenges might be different, but but when you talk mental health and resiliency, I mean, a lot of it is the same. So I think it's a good bridge. And I think that what we're seeing now is is surprisingly, there's a lot of youth and kids growing up in rural communities that still don't know about egg. I mean, they can be from a town of a thousand or two thousand and still not know a whole lot about egg, if anything about egg. And I'm sure Bradley sees that in Morris as well. And and that's something where getting that education to the youth about not just mental health, but ag in general is is really important because that connection in that small, small town and community is really important. So yeah, I love that answer. And I think it's so cool that so many younger people are interested in mental health and in mental wellness now. And I think that that is hopefully gonna help change you know, the tide of things, not just in agriculture, but kind of across the board. I've said it before, I'll say it a million times. I think a benefit of COVID-19 was people started to really recognize the importance of their mental health and just talk about it more. Uh, you know, when we were all in lockdown and couldn't go anywhere or do anything, I think a lot of us tried to stay in touch with friends and so a lot of what we talked about was just how we were doing and how we were feeling the things that we were experiencing. So that's something that gets me really excited about the future in general, but the future in agriculture, that we have this crop of, of young people coming up that are saying, you know what, this is important. Um, and like you said at the beginning, Meredith, you know, where maybe in the past, uh, specifically your guy friends might be like, well, I'm a guy, so I have to be tough. And I just, I can't show emotion. And I think now we're learning that that's not true. It's just exciting to me and just makes my heart sing a little bit um, to hear you and others say like, mental wellness is important. This is something we have to talk about and something we have to think about and and something we need to train people to, to go into the field and to do. So I, it's, yes, 
my little heart is singing. So happy. <laughs> final question, final thoughts. Should we allow it to go the other way? Meredith, do you have questions for us? I love that. I guess I'm just kind of curious. I am probably going to do more schooling. So I'm curious, where'd you all go to college and for how long? For how many, like, what are your degrees? That's easy. We all went to the U of M and Brad was in school for 20 years. I was in school for about seven and I believe Joe was in school for eight. <laughs> but no, I'll, uh, I'll, Brad, Brad, I'll let you go first. Bradley J. Hines, uh, PhD, uh, tenured professor now. Uh, no, I, ha I have a, a BS in animal and plant systems from St. Paul campus and then an MS and a PhD in animal science, animal genetics from St. Paul campus. And I was there a long time. Fun fact, I am actually in Bradley's old office uh, on campus. That's my office now, Brad's old office. So uh, I went to undergrad at Morris, actually, and got my undergrad degree there in biology, then went to the university in St. Paul and got my vet school degree there four years after. So yeah, eight years for me. My wife is the one who has all the letters behind her name. She went to four years of undergrad, four years of vet school, did a three-year residency and is now a boarded pathologist and then just finished her PhD as well. So she did 15 years after high school. And we've always known, Joe, that your wife, Alex, is Wonder Woman. I've called her Wonder Woman before. Uh, and then for me, I have both of my degrees from the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. Um, my undergrad, I have a Bachelor of Science in Animal Science. And then I got my job in extension and was like, wow, I'm supposed to be educating people. And I don't know much about education, right? There's a difference between educating people and standing in front of them and giving a presentation. So uh, I went back to school to get a master's in agricultural education. Uh, well, let's see. The official title of my degree is Master in Education Professional Studies in Agricultural Education. Um, but yeah, and so it took me four years to do my undergrad, about three to do my master's. And I did take a little break between. So I did start working right after I got my bachelor's degree. And then I went back to school about a year and a half later. But yeah, so we're... <laughs> Meredith, you're in good company here. We will all encourage you to, to do more schooling. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but I think it's worth it. And there's just so much, it sounds so cheesy, but like there's so much about the world to learn. I've toyed with the idea of going back to school again. This is not any sort of official announcement on that, but it is something I'm thinking about. We you need an again. advisor. I know a great one. <laughs> is his name Bradley J. Hines? Of course. I've heard bad stuff about that guy. He makes his interns weed the pastures when it's really hot and humid out. Mm -hmm. That is correct. <laughs> Meredith, do you have any other questions for us? I'm, I probably should know this, but what, I don't know, Brad and Joe, what, what is your job title? What do you guys do? So my job title is cattle production systems extension educator, which basically means that I work with both dairy and beef producers to help them figure out how to be more successful. And that comes in a lot of different forms, providing information through online articles, this podcast, in-person training, teaching, presentations, and then one-on-one -on -one troubleshooting, basically, 
uh, through email or in person or on the phone. It has lately been event planning, uh, which happens every once in a while in extension. You get uh, get to be an event planner periodically. But yeah, that's basically my my job. Split my time between beef and dairy. Sometimes get pulled into the sheep and goat world. Answer a few pig questions here and there, but stay away from horses. And I will just add briefly, because I always like to add this. I was on Joe's hiring committee. So everybody, you have me to thank for Joe being with extension now. <laughs> I I will take full credit. That's good, fine. good or bad. You have to uh, play yes. Yeah. All right, Bradley. Well, I am a professional firefighter by day. Um, I put out lots of fires. No, in all seriousness, I'm research and extension in uh, dairy cattle production. I focus on organic dairy, uh, pasture-based dairy. Uh, so I'm at a research center in Morris, even though I'm a faculty member in the Twin Cities. So I do research and extension in dairy. I do teach a couple of classes, one undergrad class, uh, one grad class. Focus my time a lot in research with cows and do a lot of extension stuff, presentations, conferences, podcasts, a lot of stuff. Some some days, some going every which direction, but uh, it's challenging and I love it. And his superpower is grant writing. <laughs> if you need if you need grant money. <clears throat> Bradley's your guy. Grant money, grant money, grant money. <laughs> that was a really good question, Meredith, because I feel like, uh, you know, we talked about who we are and what we do probably in the very first episode and we're maybe a hundred plus in now. So it's, it's helpful to maybe remind people what all of our roles are, especially our newer listeners. So thanks for that question. I would maybe <laughs> ask you, Meredith, um, and I know that you're not, you're about a third of the way through your internship for the summer, maybe a little more. Is this an internship that you would recommend to other college students? Maybe not just interning with me in particular, but interning with extension. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I think um, working in extension is a great opportunity, um, not just because of what you learn, but because of all the people you get to meet and all the things that they introduce you to. Um, like right away, I one of the things that I really admired about starting with you, Emily, is you're like, here, here's some people that you should meet, email them, contact them. And then like right off the bat, I was like, okay, great. You know? So I think it's also about people you meet and the things you learn from those people, but also like when you are, get into an internship and extension, I think, you know, you're not just focused on one thing, you're learning multiple things. And so you're getting immersed into a bunch of different things that you can learn about, which I think will help you in your college career, as well as your career after that. So I would definitely recommend this to anybody. There you go. Straight from the source. Intern with extension. <laughs> uh, but but truly, if if you have any kids who perhaps are college age or you yourself listening are college age, uh, looking for internship opportunities, I really would encourage you to look into extension. Um, la I think we have, oh gosh, I don't know, between eight and 10 interns this year, maybe. So it's a really great program. And, and if you are interested, I would encourage you to check it out. I do also want to go back to briefly give another shout out. Um, Meredith mentioned the Young Leaders in Agriculture Conference. So also, if you have young leaders in ag or you are a young leader in ag, 
I would recommend you check out that conference. Um, it is put on by our good friends, Minnesota Pork Board, with um, a ton of support from throughout the industry. My favorite thing about that conference is it is free. Um, they cover all the attendees registration and their lodging costs. Um, so, and I know a lot of organizations send their interns to this conference. It is one of the best I've seen. I've had the the privilege of speaking there two years in a row. So yeah, just Young Leaders in Agriculture Conference. If you Google that, you will find it. Um, it happens every June, usually in Sioux Falls. Cannot recommend it enough. And shout out to Minnesota Pork. They have built such a wonderful program with that um, and, and do a great job of opening it up to all young people in agriculture, not just those involved in pork or the swine industry. So lots of plugs here today. So um, I, I think we are going to have Meredith back for a future episode, uh, probably to talk a little bit more about uh, washing equipment. So Joe, get ready. He's prepared. I think that this is a good good place to wrap this episode, a little intro to Meredith. We will have her back again in the future. Uh, really excited about that. Uh, so Meredith, thank you so much for joining us today. And, and thank you for your um, honest responses to all the questions. I think I just love talking to interns and we love having interns on our show too. Because, um, you know, yeah, just hearing from kind of the, <laughs> the next generation in agriculture. So Meredith, thank you for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I had a great time being here and talking with you guys. So thank you. If you have any questions, comments, or skating rebuttals about today's episode, you can send email those to the moosroom at umn.edu. That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at umn.edu. You could also call us now and leave us a voicemail. So if you have a question that you would like answered um, or addressed on a future episode of The Moose Room, you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 612-624-3610. You can find us on Twitter at UMN Moose Room and at UMN Farm Safety. You can find Bradley on Instagram at UMNWCROCDairy. If you follow Brad on Twitter too, you can maybe see some of his lovely Holsteins. I know they've already been posted to the Moose Room account. If you want further information about uh, any of the things we mentioned today, internships, opportunities, Young Leaders in Agriculture Conference, I'll get all that information to Joe uh, to put in the show notes so you can find more information there. You can also learn more about Extension at our website, extension.umn.edu. This has been a lot of plugs, so I am going to wrap it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.